understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Strain of Face podcast. I am here with another incredible, beautiful guest today that I'm so excited about. (laughs) You're right, you're right. Um, That I think this information is just so necessary in the era we're in. I think she's about to drop some gems for y'all, some stuff that you've probably never heard and that you absolutely need to know. And if it's not for you, it's something you're going to need to send to a friend. So I'm so excited to welcome Madeline Machado, who is a talent acquisition lead at Facebook all y'all's y'all least. Might, y'all might have heard about it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, favorite social media platform <laughs> other than. And she doubles as a career consultant for women who are trying to make bigger moves, make more money, and really break into tech. And this is what I think is one of the coolest things about like what you have you are offering on the side because clearly you did not have to do this. Right. <laughs> but you feel like you need to. So welcome to the show. And I can't Thank wait to jump you. into this. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, you I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> so this is this is where I gotta start. So um aka Maddie the Batty. That's what we're calling her for the rest of the the rest of the episode. This is Maddie the Batty guys. Period. Period. <laughs> And so first things first, surface. If somebody was to follow you on social media right now, this is one of my favorite things. Um, by the way, tell them your, tell them where they can follow you. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Maddie, Maddie Macho, M-A-D-D-I-E-M-A-C-H-O, or connect with me on LinkedIn. And my name is Madeline Machado. I'll be like one of two people there. You'll see my picture. I'm the prettiest one. That's literally, <laughs> hold on, time out. that's literally the perfect explanation for where I was about to go. Cause you literally went like ratchet on Instagram to like, oh, by the way, you can find me on LinkedIn. And I'm, I'm like this on LinkedIn. Like so, <laughs> two totally different people. Two totally different people. But this is my favorite thing about where I feel like, okay. Everybody knows that I had a corporate job for 10 plus years. I was trying desperately to climb the corporate ladder. You and I have been, we, fr- have, we, we have had we, this argument <laughs> and uh, we've known each other since college. So both of us came out, you know, not, not with the same goals, but both with the intent to climb the corporate ladder. And as my, as we stayed friends and my situation evolved, we would have discussions at length and sometimes arguments about like, you know, um, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship and climbing the corporate ladder. And is that really what you want to do? And is that too risky? And why is this changing what, you know, you have a passion for something. However, two very different situations. I was in a nonprofit that I was probably never going to make 70,000 a year. Something I'm going to tell you right now, nonprofits is rich people stuff. Do you, you do not work in nonprofits. It's just not, we are for profit people. We have to be. I mean, we don't have money coming to us. Every time now that I'm an, as an entrepreneur and I meet people that are like, I want to start a nonprofit, I'm like, 
Why? <laughs> let that be like some rich per- housewives. Like, let that be her passion project. I'm like, are you making multi-millions as an entrepreneur? <laughs> well, no, I actually am just starting my business. Like, is this a tax shelter? Start your is- fucking business. Like, than that. start your business, make some money, make more than enough money to leverage, to invest, invest, then make more money. And then when you have that much money... <laughs> Start a nonprofit right. and then hire someone to do it. <laughs> just just take be, the tax right off. <laughs> just be, <laughs> why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> but we've talked about this at, at, at length. And what I love about you, well, you've I've watched you transition, but you have a very different role. You are still in corporate and make a hell of a lot more money than I ever would have in a nonprofit. Oh, yes, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, but I've kind of got to watch you evolve as well to, um, leveraging that money using ways like really leading in your role, but leveraging your money to do other things on the side. And if there's anything that I can appreciate more, it's people like starting their entrepreneurial journey or just leveraging and investing their income and keeping their fucking job. Right. Like everybody does not need to quit their job. Absolutely not. Especially if you love your job. And I love my job. <laughs> I love the benefits. I love the money. Hey. Um, I love the freedom, like the flexibility. Yeah, I love the hours. Like entrepreneurs work way too much hours for me personally. Um, so. Until that shit flows, you are a slave to your business for the most part. Um, and I could never, I could not be a slave to nothing. Not even my job. They know. Like I log in at ten, I leave at six. Please do not call me beforehand. Don't call me afterwards. So you set the boundaries off rip. Absolutely. So here's my question. Were you, did you always know you were going to take this? Like, this sounds like such a smart play to me. I mean, everybody does not do this. Did you always know you were like going to climb the corporate ladder make a ton of money, invest this money? Or was there a moment in time where you were like, okay, I'm where I want to be. I don't want to be here forever. Did something change? And you were like, let me start running up the bag right now. (laughs) So my, my goal is always to like, I want to become like a director. And like, I just had, it's going to take me 20 years to get there, but it'll be worth it once I'm there. And I'll be able to like make change and like change people's lives. (laughs) That impact. (laughs) Have great impact. And like, listen, I still totally believe in that. Um, but in this point where I'm at right now, like what I'm looking for is, I don't know if you're familiar with the FIRE community. I'm sure you are. Uh-uh. Um, financial independence, retire early. Ooh. Oh, it's a whole community. Pause. Say it again. <laughs> uh, financial independence, retire early. Where is this on Facebook? What is this community? No, it's like a real, like it's a real thing. Where do you find I mean, these people you, They're at? on Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> like you literally find them everywhere. They're very passionate about. I'm clearly a broke entrepreneur. <laughs> So, like, the premise is, like, you want to make all the smart money moves now so you can retire early. Like, I think 65? No. I can't retire when I'm 65. No. Um, so these people are investing smart. They're investing big and, like, total so many different things. Real estate, stocks. Um, so they can retire when they're 30, when they're 40. Mm. And, like, live the rest of their lives. Mm. And so it's something that I actually just learned about probably in the past six months. And I've just been like obsessed with the idea that there are people who are literally living their dreams right now. And they did what I did, right? They climbed the corporate ladder. They invested, you know, maximized their 401k, um, got their stock options. And then they did everything that they needed to on the side to create passive income. So that way, all those things are just reinvesting or reinvesting and reinvesting. So that way they have like millions of dollars of assets and they can finally be like... You know, the company makes one bad move and you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't need this job. I don't need you. Like, I literally have millions of dollars invested right now. I'm leaving. I love this shit. <laughs> so, sorry. So what, do you mind sharing the story that you told me um, recently about the, when you started at Microsoft and you met this girl? When you were like, oh I'm going to climb the yes. corporate ladder. And then you had this conversation with this girl and you were like. So before I was <laughs> before I was at Facebook, my first big break in tech was Microsoft. Um, I was there for about three and a half years. I loved my time there. Everybody knows I was a, I drank the Kool-Aid. I was a big Microsoftie. Um, my first week there, uh, we, they flew everybody into Seattle. And I'm sitting there with a girl who just graduated college. And, um, you know, we were talking about like our long-term girls and she's like, <laughs> um, she's like, you know, no, I don't aspire to work at all. 
And I was like, what? She's like, no, I'm, I, the only reason I came here was because my boyfriend got a job at Microsoft. Um, and I'm just here until he gives me a ring. And then I, you know, I'm, I'm planning to be a stay at home wife, not even a stay at home mom. Cause she was like 22. She just wanted to be a stay at home wife. That was her goal. Mind you, like six months later, I've, I've still never seen her again. So I hope that that she was able to follow her dreams came true. But at the time, I was like, you are pathetic. Like, imagine only wanting to be a stay at home wife and like you just stay home all the time and you're just like not productive in society, which is a toxic way of thinking. Obviously, my mind shift has changed since then. Um, but it about six months ago, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> That sounds like a really good life. <laughs> but I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship. I'm single. How can I also be a stay-at-home just person? <laughs> yeah, I would love to just stay home and, and make tons of money and watch money flow into my account and work at minimum. Minimum. I mean, there's books about this. This four-hour work week. Mm-hmm. There's like everybody aspires to create this life. And I remember when I was like jumping into the entrepreneurial lane, it was all about like... um you know, you will build wealth faster as an entrepreneur because you can make money in mass amounts faster and invest that money. Um, but people, there's also this huge downturn to being an entrepreneur and a business owner is like when you have a great corporate job with phenomenal benefits, by Mm -hmm. the way, and I want to get into talking about this breaking into tech conversation, you have phenomenal benefits. It's like you have space and wiggle room to invest money as an entrepreneur. You can make mass amounts of money, but guess who pays for your conferences? Guess who pays for your travel? Guess who pays for any type of growth, continued education, all of it. You pay for all of it. You, you turn around and invest all of that money back into yourself. There is no one covering the cost of your growth, your travel, your hotels, your, there is none of that. And so there's, to me, I think even like staying in a corporate role, especially if it's something that you can handle while you start things, as long as you possibly can, is probably one of the smartest things that I've seen. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the benefits package alone is anywhere from like 20 to $50,000, depending on the company that you're at. And you know, that's, not just thinking about healthcare, like childcare, I have backup care, I could get a discount on a nanny. I mean, there's so many things that I, and I, there's so many benefits, I, I don't even know them all. Like they actually have to sit down with somebody for like 30 minutes for them to explain all the ways that I could u- utilize the benefit package. Um, and those are just things that you don't have as an entrepreneur. Literally, most entrepreneurs don't even have health insurance. Mm. Let's be clear. <laughs> Mm-mm. Girl, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> then you have kids. Uh-uh. Yeah, tack that on. No. Good luck with that. Um, so I want to jump into this part because I this is one of my one of the things I think you talk about that I think a lot of people listening, like whatever you remember her as, Madeline Machado, Maddie the Baddie, you're gonna want to circle back to her when you hear this stuff because this right here is really important. Is that as a talent acquisition lead, it's your job to source talent, obviously, um, to bring in, and I think you said some, it was about app, apps mobile or apps, mobile yeah. apps. Um, clearly I'm not the one that works <laughs> for Facebook. Uh, so, but I think it's so cool as you repeat this often is like, not only as a career consultant, are you trying to help people level up, but that so many people are not clear that just because you are looking for roles in tech does not mean that you are looking for people in tech. Right. Kind of, can you kind of elaborate on that? So yeah, so everybody when they think of like Facebook, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, you think of, it's called Fang, all the Fang companies. You are thinking like, oh, the only way I can get to that company is if I was an engineer. Which I mean, yes, the most thing that we hire are engineers, right. and it takes like a four year degree in computer science, and it's complicated. And honestly, their job is very boring, but they get paid a shit ton. So, you know, if that's the route that you wanted to go, but people forget, like. Also, it's a whole ass corporation. That means they're hiring marketing, sales, HR, finance, accounting, like all those things also need to be hired at that company. Mm. And you don't need to be technical to be an accountant at Facebook, right? You don't need to be technical to be in marketing at Amazon. Like you just need to have that skill, right? Regardless if it's for a small company, a big company, a medium sized company, um, and then you break it. You can literally take your job where you're making $70,000. 
And because this literally just happened. To I, I was I was about to say, repeat this. Um, Seventy thousand dollars as a marketing director for a massive company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had the conversation with her like this is while I was still interviewing at Facebook. And I was just like, hey, one of the people who I used to work with at Microsoft, she's at Facebook now. She has this position. It's a little different than what you're doing, but like it's going to it's gonna pay you like double what you're making now. And she was just like, I <laughs> No, I can't work at Facebook. Like, I'm not, I don't have the experience. This isn't what I do. Like, when she was looking at the job description, I was like, you can do this job. It doesn't matter if it's not exactly what you do. That's the point. You should be growing. Like, if you look at a job description and it is doing exactly what you're doing right now. You're not being stretched. Yeah. Why would you want to get bored? Then why are you looking for something else? Um, You want to grow. You want to learn new skills. And, you know, like a lot of people, when they are thinking about tech, they have what is called the imposter syndrome. I'm sure you probably talk about that a lot. Um, And, you know, I just like snap out of that shit. Okay. You deserve to be here. You deserve to be here. And you know what? Just just try. It's like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to say, no, okay, you have a job. Um, But you know what? She went through all the interview rounds. Like, we prepped. We did all the mock interviews. We talked for hours. Um, And then it did take her a long time to finally get the offer. Poor thing. She's she's a very anxious person, too. (laughs) So she was just, like, stressed the whole time. Um, And then she got the offer. And we just happened to be together. We were on vacation. We were laying in bed. Um, Not not together, but... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, uh, the beds were put together, which was weird. But anyway, so she is like eight in the morning and she turns to me. She's like, oh, my God, Madeline. And like, I was just like, oh, shit, did she not get the job? Because I didn't know, like, what am I supposed to do at this moment? How do I do damage control <laughs> if this didn't work out? It's going to ruin the rest of the vacation. Ordering shots. <laughs> and she's just like, I got the job. And I was like, what? She's like, I got the job. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. It happened. And how much did she to doubled, doubled her salary. Oh, my God. But, you know, th- and this is the thing. She's doubling her salary at, like, a mid-level position where she was maxed out for half the salary that she's now making. Facts. So, like, all the, all the years from now, like, I, this is something I talk about all the time. Like, over a lifetime, even making $5,000 more, let's say at... 25, you take another job that's $5,000 more. Over that lifetime of 25 years, let's, you know, let's say that's how, how many years you're working, you retire at 50 because that's what we want to do. Um, it's a difference of $200,000. And that's not even taken into account what you can use that $200,000 for. For. And that's not taken into account like any other additional bonuses and, and stuff like that. So like $200,000, like imagine what you could do like, with $200,000 and you are scared to ask for more money. Um, but now like it's not $5,000. It was $70,000 on top of $70,000. And so like that is a life changing amount of money. And honestly, I've, I've, I've extended offers so many times. And when I tell you, like, I genuinely feel like I changed people's lives. People cry when they get an offer. Like when I got my offer, I always tell the story when I got my offer at Microsoft, I cried. And then when I told my dad, he also cried (gasps) because, you know, it's like one of those things where I'm going to start crying, but (laughs) (laughs) one of those things is like, this is going to change generations. You know, like this is where the generational wealth starts. And like my dad, you know, he's from Cuba, Mm. came here on a shrimp boat. And so he never thought like he never, you know, not because he didn't expect much from me, but like you just don't. The most that he could aspire was I was going to get like a nice corporate job and making like 50 to 60,000. You were going to have a family and do well. And a a man who's going to take care of me. I didn't have that part. You know what I did do? I I like surpassed his wildest dreams for me. And so he, you know, him, my mom, like they're always so shocked. Like everybody in my family, like even cousins, aunts, I'm the only one, right? I'm the only one who like quote unquote made it. And. It changed, like, you know, I have a daughter. Her name is Gabby. She's literally the cutest baby in the world. And Gabby <laughs> um, and Gabby. <laughs> she's never going to have to worry about the things that I had to worry about growing up. And I'm never going to have to be stressed about the same thing my parents were stressed about. And, like, we, we were talking about this yesterday. Like, I want my kid to be the rich kid that I hated when <laughs> I was growing up. Like, it's not fair. Like, how do you have these rich parents? And, like, you live in this beautiful house. And, like, why did I have to be the one poor? Like, 
Like, my daughter's never going to have to feel that way. I'm like, your son's never going to have to feel that no, way. Never. <laughs> and she's probably going to be, like, a brat and, like, you know, <laughs> shallow and that's fine. <laughs> um, because you know what she's not going to be? Broke. It's broke. Okay. <laughs> and she's not going to let any man devalue Ever. her worth because oh, she's ever. not broke. <laughs> ever. Ever. Your little money, sir, is not please my baby girl. Thanks. <laughs> And she's going to have higher standards than I had for myself, higher standards than my my parents had for me, like when it comes to dating um, and just life and like life decisions. And when you think about the decisions that you have to make within your life out of fear of money, of losing money, of not making enough money, um, you know, I'm in a position now where I feel like I will probably never have to worry about that again. Right. And like my daughter will never have to. I mean, that's the goal, right? She will also never have to worry about that. And that's powerful. Like it's Maddie, this is so powerful. And I even want to take it a step deeper in this conversation because what you just said at the tail end is like, we don't realize we want to so badly play this narrative that we were taught as women when we were younger that like Mm. money doesn't bring you happiness. Money Uh, doesn't. (laughs) This is, don't get me started. Why are you trying to get me started? (laughs) And that like money doesn't matter. And I just want to be happy and I want to be in the right situations, but, and I just want to have an impact. Like I literally want to have a fuck all that. Okay. Cause first of all, I (laughs) felt the same way, um, up until I was about 25 and then things just changed. I was like, wait, no, like I do want to make money. It makes things easier. And then I can, so actually I had a conversation when I was like 22 um, and I was talking to this guy randomly in a pool. He was a pharmacist. And I was just like, oh, do you like your job? And he was just like, not really, but I like what my job allows me to do in my free time. And at the time, just like when I had the conversation with the girl at Microsoft, I was like, okay, it like, sounds like you're meant to roll. But I, now I understand, like, you don't have to love what you do. Like, you absolutely do not have to, like, wake up every morning and, like, feel supercharged. Um, but you should love how much money you make. You should. That's the one thing that you should love. I mean, don't deal with no bullshit at work, period. But you you should be making more money, period. I don't care how much money you're making right now. You should be making more. That is how I feel. So let's talk about that because you also double as a career consultant and drop just just drop some of the numbers that we've talked about previously. Like there, this is all public information, but just drop some of the numbers that we've discussed about like... Uh, closing the gender gap, like with women and then diverse women and how this is, we don't need to wait any longer. Like closing this gap is it's available, right? You can do it yourself. Um, don't wait for someone to give you the opportunity to do it yourself. Um, so the stats, as far as like what a woman, like this is a white woman compared to a white man, her white counterpart is 75 cents on the dollar. And then we have, then we have, uh, or I think 85 cents on the dollar. Then we have black women where it's like 65 cents on the dollar. And then has Hispanic women, it's 54 cents on the dollar. So that means like every, every dollar that your white male counterpart is making, you're making half of that. That means you're going to be making half of that over the lifetime of your career. And it is so frustrating. I actually was just having a conversation with a client yesterday and she's she's in a good position. She's working for like a, a government contractor and she was getting paid what she thought was well reasonable. Yeah. And uh, she had a conversation recently with her after hearing my stories, she <laughs> asked her coworker, just ask him, how much money do you make? And you know, that's taboo. I just want everybody to know that's not illegal. You cannot lose your job for that. But um, yeah. she was like, I just want to know how much money do you make? And he makes $30,000 more than her. And one thing I do want to say, so a lot of people think like companies are out here just paying women less. And that's actually, I mean, yes, they, they do be doing that. But <laughs> that is not really what happens is like you're not getting paid what you're worth. You're getting paid what you negotiate. So Absolutely, because they start at the base. Right. There's They're win- trying to save money. Like, it's a yes. business. So a man is going to tell you, like, when I'm talking to candidates on the phone, they're going to tell, like, there's no back and forth. Like, they're not shy talking about money. They're going to tell me, like, hey, I'm looking for 500000 total comp. Three years of experience. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they do not care. They're like, that's how much money I'm looking for. If you can't do it, someone else can. Can you do it or not? 
a woman, when I'm having the same conversation with a woman, um, okay, so like, what kind of, you know, what, what kind of compensation are you looking for in your next position? And she's just like, oh, you know, I, I just want to get paid like the fair market value or like, I just, I really want my foot in the door. So it doesn't really matter how much money I'm making. And I literally stopped them. And I feel like if the company ever found out that I was doing this, I'd probably be upset. Like, no, honey, no, that's not the answer. Like, I'm going to tell you what people are making with your experience. And this is how much money you, sh you should be making. And not even like, if, if you don't take this job, Every conversation that you're having with a recruiter, because they're going to ask the same conversation, I want you to say this, this much. much. Let's say it's like 150. And it's just like, you know, they'll be like, okay. And I'm like, no, I want you to say it. I want you to say it on the Practice phone Practice saying right it out now, loud right? now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm invested. I want you to be making more money. Um, I'm not the recruiter who's going to try to like lowball you. Like I get paid the same regardless of how much you get paid. So <laughs> if you take the job or not, like that has nothing to do with me. Um... But so when I do get those women or like people of color on the phone and they're always like kind of downplaying the money conversation and their thing is always like, I just want the opportunity. Like, no, why are you why do you need to get paid less? Because they're still expecting you to be working at the like your male white male counterpart. I'm still expecting you to be working just as hard as him, no matter if he makes $50,000 more. And a conversation that I've been having a lot, especially as I'm having these client conversations is if your company is getting a bargain by hiring you, instead of making an investment in hiring you, you're at the wrong place. And what I mean by that is if you are doing the job of three people, two people, um, and you know, let's say you're making $100,000, you are saving the company $100,000 because you're doing double the work that you should be doing. Your company is getting a bargain. Like they're, they're, they're winning in this situation. Now, if you have a company who's willing to invest in you, like, like you're paying you your worth, um, but then they're also like investing, whether it's financially or like when you were talking about like conferences and learning opportunities and credentials and like benefits, when they are investing you holistically and you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and not going above and beyond and like taking on way more than you're supposed to be doing, that is the position that you need to be in. Like if you'd never want to be in the position where like my role is saving the company. <laughs> Why this, you're telling this whole story and in my mind, I'm picturing like the big lots furniture I buy is going outside and the West Elm furniture I buy is going inside. <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing no bargain basement shit no more. Mm. We're not bargains. We're not bargains. But but answer me this, and this is just a, an opinion, but like I've struggled with this. You've struggled with this. I'm coaching a mastermind of 20 women right now. I swear to God, we want to save people. Like we want to save people and be broke while we do it. Like I don't understand. What is like that? What, what? And then it's like make make millions. Like, oh, that makes me nervous. Like that just scares me. That sounds like I'm not humble. That sounds like I'm not a woman. Right. Like that sounds what? What like where why are women like this? Why the fuck are exactly we like, like this? Exactly what you said. Like you are raised your whole life to believe that a man is supposed to be providing this thing for you. And, uh, you know, I was, we were having this conversation. My parents did not raise me like that. I don't know if they just knew I was not married. <laughs> They're like, this chick <laughs> is not with the shit. <laughs> so we got to make sure she's good financially. Cause I don't know if she's ever going to get married. She don't like to cook. She don't like to clean. She's lazy. Okay. She's she got a smart ass mouth. Um, <laughs> no man's putting up with this. So get her in some school, please. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, they always raised me to be like a hyper independent woman. And I've never had this like fear around money. Like a lot of women have this, they're just so uncomfortable talking about money. Mm. They're so uncomfortable, like even making money. Yes. And, and then if we make it, we got to give it away. Right. We're just like, invest? No, that just means I'm going to make more money on that? No. <laughs> That's awful. I don't want to be. And I always joke about this, like being a capitalist. And yes. You know, so I left my last job for, you know, my current position because it was paying me 60% more. And I was like, <laughs> no brainer. <laughs> and my, my boss, when I was giving her my, my notice, she was just like, she's like, why are you leaving? I was just like, because I'm making more money. And she was just like, well, I hope that's not the only reason you're leaving. I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> no, it actually literally <laughs> that is. That is literally the only reason I'm leaving. <laughs> like, can y'all pay me 60% more? And she was like, well, you know, not now, but like if you wait in a year, I, 
No, because imagine what I could be again, like, and even if they were to match my salary a year from now, a year from now, I'm going to be making, you know, 5%, 7% more than I'm making now. Like they would have always lagged. And just imagine what I can be doing with the $60,000 that I'm making right now and like investing it in like real estate um, or I'm dabbling in a little bit of Airbnb. And that is just also going to create more passive income. Like, why would I... I'm just obsessed with this because I feel like there's women listening to this right now. And I'll be honest, like me five years ago, listening to this right, right now would have been like, whoo, that is like a, that's a cocky ass woman. right there. Like, I would have been like, this is aggressive as shit. Um, but you know what? Like, I love it though. They need to hear it that and way. And you know why I, I talk like this is because I'm in a male dominated industry and this is the way they talk about money. It's yes. not like, they're not scared of money. Um, they're t- like when, we are having conversations. They're talking about like, you know, when I'm overhearing like my hiring managers who, you know, are making five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars a year. They're talking about the stocks that they're investing or like the prop, the rental property that they just bought or, you know, this investment, that investment and, you know, other ways that, yes, I'm making good money. But like, how can my money be making me money? And so when you're have like you're overhearing these conversations and you're having these conversations with men and asking them how much money they want to make mm-hmm. and they're so confident, like overly confident. And then overly. you see people actually pay them what the fuck they ask you though what i hear i'm like there's no way sir there's no way you're gonna get that i mean i think that in my head and then they do they get paid it and i'm just like okay well that's so what i was doing and they never doubted it to be right so i was talking about this on my stories even before i had accepted the offer at facebook so i was being a little a little overly confident but um a few months ago so, you know, long, I'm going to kind of go a little bit uh, beforehand. I was on maternity leave. My daughter's a year old. I was on maternity leave for six months. When I got back, I, um, you know, I'm a single mother. We have 50-50 custody. So I'm spending like a lot less time with my child than other moms are, right? Like mm-hmm. other moms get 100% of the time with their child. I don't have that luxury. <clears throat> so how can I maximize the time that I do have with my child? The fact that it's split you know, 50% of the week or 50% of the month. Um, and so when I got back to, from maternity leave, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Anymore. Like you get paid your, you know, full salary for six months and then you come back to work. And I was super excited to go back to work. I was so fucking bored being a stay at home mom. Like that shit is not for me. Um, my <laughs> no. daughter is still going to be going to daycare, even if I do retire early period. Um, <laughs> Uh, but so I, I get back and I'm like, damn, I gotta, now I gotta work 40 hours for the same salary. I was just working no hours for <laughs> Um, and when I was thinking of like all the ways that I want to be able to, how can I maximize my time with my child? It takes money. Like that means you need to be working part time or you need to be able to like invest. So that way you can, you know, take that money and that passive income, um, to offset, if you're not working full time or whatever. Um, and it hit me like, okay, I need to be making $200,000. And like, mm. mind you, like when I got my offer at, at Microsoft, it was 95,000 base salary. Um, and so at the time when I was <laughs> making 200,000, I was making like, like my, my tax statement said 127 last year. And I was like, that's, why am I saying that? Like 200, like, like maybe 5,000, maybe 10, maybe even $20,000 more, but you're thinking you're going to make $70,000 more girl. You are crazy. Um, but I just kept saying it. I don't know what it was about that number, but I just knew it. I wrote it down. I was obsessed with this $200,000 number. So every time I talked to you, so I did research to see like what companies are paying this for what I'm doing. Uh, talked to friends, networks. I had three companies, only three companies that I was willing to make the move for. Uh, one of them being Facebook. And so when I had the conversation with Facebook initially, they were like, oof, um, I don't know if we can do that. And I was like, okay, well then um, I don't want to interview. If, like if y'all can't do that, I don't want to interview. And like that's no shade to y'all at all. But like I know what y'all are paying, so let me know. If if not, I have other conversations happening. And you know, eventually they they did come. You know, total comp to the number that I was looking for. Um, but then also mm. like with my passive income from Airbnb. Um, you know, throughout for the next year, I'll be making two hundred forty thousand dollars. Mm. <laughs> And so I was doing the math, like I've been working for the past nine years. And if with all the income that I made over the past nine years, I have not made a million dollars. But just with 
with the income that I'll be making in the next four years, if I don't do anything more, if I don't do anything more, I'll make a million dollars. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Like, you demanded like not not necessarily what you're worth, but like what you you negotiated. And that's what I did. Well, you demanded the same way that our gender exactly our, <laughs> our counterparts our counterparts do yes every single day and seeing them like saying like okay this is how much i want period and they just will tell you like oh, okay well if you can't afford it that's fine i'll you know i'm talking to xyz um and then you know someone will want them bad enough that they'll do it i was just like wait someone should want me bad enough and the person who's not gonna want you that bad is your current employer period you're gonna get five percent seven percent but you're never gonna get a 20%, a 40%, and ever going to get a 70% raise. Um, so right now, like every time I'm having a conversation with a client and they'll, they'll ask like, well, how can I ask for more money at work? I'm like, I'm going to tell you how, but um, personally, don't. Just leave. Just find another job. <laughs> like you're never going to make as much as you want to make. And then if you have to beg for more money right now, you're going to put yourself in a cycle where every single time you want more money, you're going to have to ask for it. Mm. why do I don't want to do that so you know I tell them like don't 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 do that make you know find another job they're gonna pay you more um but if you do want to you know just list out all the things that you've done um and how you've maximized whether you've streamlined something or you save them time save them money the way that you what whatever that would not have happened if you were not there those are things that you need to write down Tell your boss, send her an email, send him an email, say, hey, this is what I want to talk about. And then just say it like, this is how much money I want to make. And they're going to be like, oh, that's not really within the budget. OK, what's the budget? And they'll they're going to go back and forth because, again, they want to save money. Um, and it's not your boss because, like, it's not their money. They just understand how things work. Um, and then, you know, you are most likely going to have to find another job. That's just that's just how it is, because once you know, like that I should be making more money and like recruiters are calling you and they're telling you like, Hey, this is what you could be making here. And this is what you could be making here. I mean, that's what happened with Microsoft is I kept getting these in mails and in mails. And I was like, no, I want to stay here. Like I love Microsoft. Like loyalty doesn't pay. Absolutely. Absolutely. The fuck not. Pause. Um, loyalty doesn't pay. Loyalty, doesn't, loyalty pay. doesn't pay. It's starting to feel like it doesn't pay off in this <laughs> jobs or relationships. Listen, Shit. This is current listen, across the board. Girl. <laughs> It hasn't paid off for me in a relationship. <laughs> Loyalty doesn't pay and you're not going to get it at your current job. Like this is, this is so authentic and real. Like I really, really appreciate you doing this. So I guess I want to leave people with this because I think you've answered the question. Now, if somebody's at their current role and feels like they're being undervalued or, or underpaid and <laughs> sounds like you might want to move. <laughs> um, so if they are looking for that move and you double as a career consultant, just top level, like what's like your three best pieces of advice? Um, so one, this is the craziest thing you need to have LinkedIn. Every single job that I've ever gotten was from a recruiter reaching out to me on LinkedIn. I've actually mm. never really been a job seeker. Like I haven't applied to like multiple jobs, in my time, which is crazy, but it's because like my LinkedIn is pulping. Okay. Like it has all the information that you need. Every candidate I'm looking for is also on LinkedIn. Like you need to have LinkedIn. It needs to have all the, like at least 60% of the information that's on your resume should be on your LinkedIn. You need to be active on LinkedIn, like start posting, like reaching out to people on LinkedIn. And you see somebody who has your dream job at your dream company, you send them an email or you send them a connection request and you say, hey, I want to be where you're at. Like, can you talk to me and tell me how I can get there? And you'll be surprised how many people do that to me. And I'm like, yes, fuck yes. Like I am flattered. <laughs> um, and they want to tell you, like, especially if you're a woman. People love talking about like, themselves. Yes, <laughs> or a person of color. Like, you know, we all feel passionately about bringing more people in. So you'd be surprised at how many people will do that. And then they get invested, right? Like I had this random person reach out to me because he on LinkedIn, because he felt like he wasn't making more enough money. And so we were talking on the phone for like an hour, like not even a client, not a candidate, just like a random guy on LinkedIn. Um, and so now I'm invested every single interview that he has. I'm like, how much did they offer? Like, let me know. Like, let's talk numbers. Like these people are going to be invested. They're going to refer you. They're going to let you know if like opportunities arise. Um, I always tell my recruiter friends of people who reach out to me for jobs and I just send them to my recruiter friends. Like that is what networking can do. It's mm. so powerful. You do not need to do networking events. You don't need to be in person. Like, 
the power of LinkedIn knows no bounds, period. Um, and then this is so funny because real quick, um, I got a 20,000 20, or 20% increase um, from my previous job to my last corporate job before I became an entrepreneur off a message off of LinkedIn. And I didn't send it. They sent it to me. They seeked me out right. because of one line in my job, my former job description that they were looking for a very specific skill and they DM me and I was driving back from a trip to Miami. And I remember reading it and I was like, is this spam? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, hey, can we? It was like, hey, we saw that you you know the Department of Labor grants. Would you be willing to talk to us tomorrow? We're looking for a director, a national director of partnership. And I was like, <laughs> that's did you mean that? definitely not me. <laughs> spam, spam. <laughs> Two hours later, after my hangover, I'm like, maybe I should write this person right. back. I always say like the way that one LinkedIn message can change your life. I mean, it's changed my life. It's it's absolutely insane. Yep. Um, and then also like take the call from the recruiter, just take it. Even if you're not in the market, it is nice to know like what people are paying, what kind of other opportunities are out there, like leveraging this information when you are asking for an increase or you're up for promotion, like you're doing your own little market research, right? Like take the, take the call from the recruiter. And also like it helps you practice, right? Mm. And then when you do get in the job market, now you've had these conversations, you've learned what is in the market. And so you're in a better place to negotiate. This is so good, y'all. Oh, and the last so thing, the last thing, I don't care how much money they offer you. Ask for more money. I don't care how much, it could be the most money you've ever made. Like when, again, Facebook gave me my offer, I was like, damn, that's the most money anyone's ever offered me. But I want 15,000 more. <laughs> scared to lose the job at no. all you lose the opportunity at all no and that does, that doesn't happen like I, I posted about this on linkedin once and people were like well uh, someone uh, you know reneged my my offer when i asked for more money and i'm like they did you a favor okay because Ooh. if you if you're asking Ooh. five thousand dollars more ten thousand dollars more right now and they're like okay we're not gonna give you an offer imagine working there imagine when it's your next you're up for promotion. Imagine when you're, you know, the next um, merit increase, like you're going to be, this is going to be a fight for you. So they did you a favor. And then I asked like, okay, what about the next job? And they're like, well, yeah, I, I mean, I ended up making more money. Exactly. 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 This is, this is, this is what I heard you say. What you said just translated in my head like this. We just started dating and he literally cheated on me in the first couple months. And it's like, baby, he did you a favor. You a favor. How's your next man? Oh, he's better. Got it. Okay. All right. Because you learned from it. Um, and you never made that mistake again. Yes. Facts. Y'all, this is so good. Okay. Last piece of advice coming from a, um, Latina woman in tech, killing it, crushing it, career consultant, AKA Maddie, the baddie y'all, you gotta go follow her. Um, what is just your advice to women right now that feel like stuck, feel undervalued? Like, I, I feel like we kind of talked about this, but just like, just a, a message to women right now to just really be obsessed with their financial freedom. So on the first thing I would tell people, cause I feel like this is what people need to hear the most is you deserve it. I mm. feel like women always feel like they don't deserve it. They feel like they're being selfish. You're not being selfish. You're taking care of yourself. And if you're putting all your eggs in one basket, whether it's a man, whether it's one job, like you are put, you're putting too much power in someone else's hands. So mm. one, like making more money is, is number one. Like that's what you need to be doing period. But also you need to be smarter with your money. You need to be investing your money um, getting financially literate. So that way your money can be making you money. That is what I want for my life. I want by, by the time I'm 40 to never have to work an hour again, right? <laughs> Cause I want to have enough like assets and enough money invested and saved, uh, not saved, invested. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation. Oof. Um, so that way I don't have to, I don't have to put up with a, a corporate job. I don't have to put up with clocking in clocking out and like asking permission to go on vacation. Like I, I don't want to have to be in that position anymore. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is by investing. Um, if that means like you got to live a little bit beneath your means, do it, like do it. And then even if it's $200, $300, like throw it in the stock market. Instead mm. of like, I was just like, <laughs> I spent $500 on Uber Eats last month. Um, I think if I would have taken that money and put it in the stock market, 
<laughs> it would have tripled. <laughs> You'd have $1,500, $2,000 plus instead of minus 500 in Uber Eats. <laughs> Got it. That, that I ate and I'll never ROI. see again. <laughs> Awful ROI, um, where if I take just a few hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever, um, and then invest it, and then when you see like literally, you're the only reason you're you're making more money is because you have money. It becomes so powerful. You're like fuck. Like okay, so if I just do this a lot more and I just really focus on this thing, you mean I can be making a million dollars but not work? Like mm. yeah, people are out there. I was sitting next to this rich guy. And I asked him, like, what do you do for work? And he was just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Like, I have a couple businesses, but honestly, I don't work. <laughs> Man is worth $300 million. Um, sir, that's what I want for my life. life. I want to be chilling. <laughs> People are like, what do you do for work? Like, oh, you know, my dream is like to retire and have a little plant store. Um, <laughs> I have a little plant store. Okay, but how do you live in this mansion, ma'am? <laughs> Did a whole bunch of shit when I was 20 and 30. And and we're here now. Right, exactly. And you don't, and the craziest thing is like, I follow people who, again, are in this fire community who make less money than me. Like this couple that I follow who I love, um, they haven't, they, this is the first year that they're making six figures, both of them. Wow. Um, but they have a million dollar net worth. And they're in their early 30s with two kids. A million dollars net worth. From investments. No debts from investments. Maxing out their 401k, like, you know, stock options, taking advantage of those, investing um, in, you know, the most basic type of stocks. And it's just maximized. It grows and grows and grows. They don't touch it. You leave it. You don't pull it out when things start going down, things start going south. Um, And then it just, when you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 50, you know, they're in their 30s. Imagine when they're in their 50s. Like, that's just crazy. This makes me like, don't <laughs> stop being a dumbass tomorrow. I know. No, like, I, it makes me like, I am poor. Like, I need to get my shit together. Okay. But yeah, there are people out there who are doing it. Oh, this is so good. Like, I feel like there needs to be a part two where we just like really dive into some of the stuff that you've done because you've done a lot. I mean, you have your Airbnb, you re, re, um, what the fuck do you call this? You, you rehabbed a place yes. and got a, moved into a smaller apartment to Airbnb it. You've got tons of stocks. You're investing everywhere that you can. Like, I, I feel like there needs to be a part two to this with like some like real tangible things. But I've, I'm telling y'all, if this did not, I know it put a fire under your ass because it just put a fire under my ass. <laughs> then I'm like, whoa. And, and I'm going to end with this one last thing because I know Maddie will have the best answer for this. When you are careful with your money, when you're investing, when you are doing things that you're not only making money, but you have money that's making you money and that account looks good Mm -hmm. and it's fat and things are green and things feel good and you could take care of yourself and probably even your kid and maybe your upcoming spouse. Tell, tell me this, (laughs) does this not just give you a different level of boundaries or like like a, you can't tell me shit. Absolutely. I'm not putting up with I'm your shit. I'm not putting up with, 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 especially in relationships. Relationships, friendships, Work, bo- anything. Like, I'm not putting up with your shit. I don't need to. I don't need to put up <laughs> with your shit. Like when you, like, you know, my mom, she was financially dependent on my dad. She had to put up with his shit. I will never be in a position where I am putting up with your shit because you're paying bills. Ever. And hopefully, like, even, you know, I hope, I hope that. The man I do end up with will still pay my bills. <laughs> um, but, but then when I kick your ass out because you cheated on me or whatever, um, I can still take on the bills on my own. Um, it really does allow you to set boundaries in every aspect of your life. And it also allows you to expect more from everyone, from yourself. From your friends. From your friends. Like, you know, I'm having these conversations with my friends all the time. Like, I'm sure at first it probably made them very uncomfortable, but now... But let's talk about this. Let's talk like, about let's money. Let's talk about money. Let's this is so important. Money. And and you know, it's so crazy. Like, I'll be asking someone, like, because <laughs> it's something that I do all day at work um, that I don't realize that people are uncomfortable about this. So I'll just ask them, oh, so how much are you making? And I'm like, did she just ask me that? <laughs> Like, yes, because I'm going to tell you, you're making, you're not making enough. enough. <laughs> Either way, I don't care what the number is, you're not making enough. <laughs> Chances are, not enough. It's not enough. 
And then if you are afraid to tell me how much money you're making, it's most it's most likely because you're not making a lot. It's not enough. It's not enough. The answer is it's not enough. The title of this episode is it's not enough. <laughs> Ever. It's just not enough. So tell these people where they can follow you, where they're going to get a good old laugh, where they're going to get <laughs> Maddie the Batty, and where they're going to get career consulting and all types of insider information about Facebook and breaking into tech as a woman. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, just uh, Maddie Macho. And just FYI, this is my new tagline. I am a professional working woman first, but I'm a bad bitch immediately after. So that means I'm going to I'm I'm be talking about some job shit, some resume shit, and then I'm going to throw in a couple thirst traps. Um, and you just need to, I'm multifaceted. You need to be okay with that. Okay, we're going to end with this because now I have a question about that real quick. <laughs> Are you not scared of your job for this? Do they follow you on Instagram? Are you not scared? No. no. So immediately, I'm blocking you. That's <laughs> our new job. I am finding you. You're going to ask me like, oh, <laughs> you don't have an Instagram? Even though like we own Instagram? No, girl. I'm private. Mind you, everybody knows like I literally share every aspect of my life. Like everyone knows what I, what coffee I drank this morning, what what gym I go to, like. Baby I, daddy, everything. Baby they know daddy it all. drama, like Gabby. They feel like everybody feels like that's their niece. Like I share everything. My boss will never, ever, ever, even like, even bosses from the past, um, who, even if I don't work with them anymore, I just don't want them to ever, if I ever did want to work for you again, <laughs> I don't want you to like, oh, like I want to work with her because she does want good work, but she is always showing her ass on Instagram, like literally and figuratively. <laughs> okay. So. so she's figured it out. So if you have a question about your social... <laughs> Your social media in your corporate job, Maddie's got it figured out as well. So strategize. That's where you need to run to right now. So fire under your ass, how to handle your social media appropriately. She's got all the things. So I can't thank you enough for coming on this show. I can't thank you enough for sharing all this game. And I can't thank you enough for leading the way for all of us, because I feel like I've seen a dramatic change in you in just the last six months. And, you know, we went through similar situations and just to watch the way that you handled it and the way you bossed up for yourself and your family made me go, okay, women can do hard things. Yes. Mom can do hard things. We can do hard things. But also it doesn't have to be hard. And it doesn't have to be hard. <laughs> and you can be a rich bitch real quick, says Maddie. So thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. I hope someone, even if just one person, gained something from this. They absolutely will. You're the best. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.